God of all peace and joy, speak to us once more your word of truth, that our lives may be filled with your joy this day and forever. Amen. As we go on a journey together this Advent, we come this week to a passage when Mary comes to visit Elizabeth and what happens when she arrives. But before we get there, we need some background. So we're gonna rewind just a little bit. We were introduced to Elizabeth and Zechariah earlier in the chapter. Zechariah is a priest and he comes from Aaron's line. We are told that Elizabeth also comes from Aaron's priestly line. We are also told that they are both righteous before God, living blamelessly according to all the commandments and regulations of the Lord. But they had no children because Elizabeth was barren and both were getting on in years. I'm going to pause here for a moment to say something that needs to be said to anyone who is struggling with infertility. It is not because of anything you have done or not done or any unfaithfulness in your relationship with God. We are told that Elizabeth and Zechariah are both righteous, both faithful, and yet they struggled with this as well. Okay, unpause, and we're gonna go back to our story Zechariah goes into the temple for his service, and while he's there, he meets the angel Gabriel. Gabriel promises him that he and Elizabeth will have a son who will bring the people of Israel back to their God. Because Zechariah doesn't believe Gabriel, after all, he and Elizabeth are both getting on in years, Gabriel makes him mute until John is born. So Elizabeth, this upright, elderly woman, finds herself pregnant beyond any of her expectations, but in fulfillment of so many years of longing. I have to wonder how much Elizabeth knows and understands at this point. She knows that she is pregnant with this miracle baby from God, but Zechariah can't tell her what Gabriel actually said. He can't speak and she probably doesn't read so he can't write her the message either. How much is she wondering about? She seems to feel alone. Elizabeth can talk to Zechariah, but as we said, he can't talk back. She doesn't have any children to talk to. Because she and Zechariah are both getting on in years, her parents have probably already died. She seems to feel like there is no one who can possibly understand because she isolates herself. Turns out Elizabeth's connections are not with her family or her friends who are around her, but they are with the women of Israel. Those women who have also lived God's miracles and seen their sons grow to be the presence and the message of God for his people. She's from a priestly family. She has a priestly husband. Elizabeth probably knows the stories of these women of Israel as well as she knows her own story. So her companions are people like Sarah, who was well past childbearing years before she was promised Isaac, who would be one of the ancestors of the people of Israel. And the promise that Sarah and Abraham received with Isaac 
was almost the same promise that Zechariah received for John. Is anything too hard for God? Is anything impossible with the Lord? Elizabeth also has Rachel and Hannah, who were both barren, when they saw the miracles of a son who would bless the people of Israel. From Elizabeth's story, we jump to Mary. She also gets a visit from Gabriel, who promises that she will have a baby by the Holy Spirit, who will be called the Son of the Most High. Gabriel is the one who tells Mary about her relative Elizabeth's miracle baby. And she learns that she is joining Elizabeth with these company of women who have been those who have brought forth sons to bless the people. She's part of the company of women who have seen God act in powerful and transformative ways in their lives. This is where our passage begins this morning. Luke chapter 1, beginning in verse 39. In those days Mary set out and went with haste to a Judean town in the hill country, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why has this happened to me that the mother of my Lord comes to me? For as soon as I heard the sound of your greeting, the child in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. After Mary hears the message from Gabriel, she packs with haste to go on a journey to see Elizabeth. This trip is somewhere between 50 to 70 miles, probably. It's by foot. It's going to take Mary three, four, five days. So why would Mary take this journey? On the one hand, she's going to visit family, and she seems to know Elizabeth and Zechariah fairly well. She knows how to get there, after all, on this multiple-day journey. She knows where to stay and how to make the journey safely. And when she gets to their town, she knows how to find which house is theirs. So even though she's a young woman traveling alone, she knows the way. This means that Elizabeth is probably not some long-lost relative that Mary has never met. Still, Mary was surrounded by family, most likely. She probably still lived in her parents' home, along with any siblings who were unmarried and perhaps right around the corner from any siblings who were married. She's not really alone or without family. I think Mary journeys to see Elizabeth because she needs another family. She needs to be with a family formed by the relationship with God and God's actions in their lives. Even in the best of families, and we have nothing to think that Mary's family wasn't wonderful, it very well might be, but even in the best of families, we don't always understand each other, we don't always understand each other's experiences. And we certainly know that not all earthly families are loving and wonderful and understanding relationships. During frightening, during strange, during exciting times, we want to be with people who know us and who understand what we're going through. 
We long for connection. So Mary journeys to Elizabeth. Mary and Elizabeth don't have the luxury that we have of picking up the phone or sending an email or starting a FaceTime call from a distance. Some, thankfully, some of our journeys today don't have to actually involve travel as we can pick up a phone or connect through te technological means with someone who is over a great distance. But Mary can't pick up a phone and call Elizabeth. So she packs up her bags and prepares for this journey to go visit her relative. Do you have someone in your life like Elizabeth is for Mary? Someone who she, you can go to to see and who would understand. A person who would allow you to share the details of your life from the smallest to the most significant. If that person, like Elizabeth is for Mary, is also a follower of God, they are able to connect with those deepest callings that God has placed on our lives and help us navigate the things that God has asked of us. My memories are full of my cousin Kendra. In lots of journeys in our lives, whether those journeys were literal travel or whether they were through modern technology, they were journeys to connect. There are nights of hours of text conversations started usually because one or both of us had seen something in a mutually beloved TV show and just needed to share with the other one. There were bigger, more important conversations over the telephone, across miles, or across oceans. Usually when one of us had a large decision to make, a life change, perhaps it was a move or a job opportunity, something when we were trying to decipher God's will for our lives. And then there were the literal journeys to connect in person. Kendra's insistence on coming to my parents' house for Christmas family celebration, my trips to her house for New Year's Eve, 4th of July, our trips to each other for birthdays, graduations, and other celebrations or important events. And then there were those dinners, lots of them, where we would both drive to meet in the middle between our two houses to spend hours together for conversation and connection. During challenging or exciting times, we all need someone with whom we can connect. For me, one of those connections happened to be both biologically family and family of God. And both are true for Elizabeth and Mary as well. But I think that their connection as family of God is probably stronger than their biological ties. One of the gifts of the family of God is that they speak the word of God to us. And we see this so clearly with Elizabeth and John. When Mary enters the house and greets Elizabeth, baby John, with three months left to go before his birth, leaps inside of Elizabeth. This is no natural movement. Elizabeth recognizes it immediately as movement in response to Mary's presence. John couldn't speak yet, but the man who would be filled with the Holy Spirit who would lead the people of Israel to turn to their God, who's already proclaiming the Messiah before either one of them was born. Now it's Elizabeth's turn. Zechariah had encountered the angel Gabriel in the temple. 
Mary had encountered the angel Gabriel in her home, and then the Holy Spirit came upon her. But so far, Elizabeth hasn't encountered either one. Now the Holy Spirit comes upon her, and Elizabeth has a proclamation for Mary. Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. Blessing is a common activity in the Bible. When someone is blessed, they are given success, prosperity, longevity, health, honor, liberation, among other gifts. And God blesses his people, both individually and collectively. God's people, in turn, bless God with the honor that is due him and due his name. And God's people bless each other with honor, with wealth, with prosperity, with health. So Elizabeth blesses Mary. Exalted are you among women. Honored, lifted up among women. Elizabeth acknowledges Mary's honored status. For a young woman, uncertain how society will perceive and respond to her pregnancy, uncertain of how her pregnancy will be, uncertain what her new marriage will turn out like, Mary probably doesn't feel honored. She probably feels anxious, unsure, maybe even afraid. But Elizabeth proclaims God's truth over her. You are honored, special, celebrated. Elizabeth's next blessing is for Mary's child. She understands better than anyone on earth, perhaps than, Elizabeth, perhaps than Mary herself, that this child that Mary is bearing will be the redemption of Israel. So she blesses the baby both with the honor due to the Lord and due his name, but also with the proclamation that this baby is her Lord, this recognition of something that nobody else knows. Elizabeth proclaims truth. Mary may already have known this, but now she has the support and the witness of Elizabeth. She is no longer alone. Her journey for connection has brought her something that she couldn't even have imagined, probably more than she was hoping. Before she even needed to say something to Elizabeth, before she even could tell her the news, Elizabeth already knows. They can celebrate together, pray together, share hopes and fears with each other. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, these women are connected, blessed, honored, and no longer alone. Family and family of God. This Advent, choose to connect. Connect with one another. Be like Elizabeth, who chooses to let Mary into her life and into her home after she had isolated herself. Be like Mary who chooses to take a journey to connect, to get to know the life and the word of God among others. Connect even distantly. We understand that this year especially, this journey may not mean actual travel. This journey may mean picking up a phone or turning on a computer instead of actually packing bags. But in a year when we have been so alone, 
we need to turn to the people of God. We need to turn to people who can speak God's word to us, and we can speak God's word to them. We need to speak to and come to, journey to those who are part of the family of God with whom we can connect. So make a decision today to connect with somebody, to reach out to someone with whom you can share the word of God, someone who could speak God's joy and hope and presence into your life, and you could speak God's joy and hope and presence into theirs. Connect in the family of God this Advent. Thank you for listening. If you would like to learn more about the Free Methodist Church of Santa Barbara, you can visit us online at fmcsb.org. We pray this message has been a blessing to you.